Hey friend, welcome to the Morally Straight Podcast. This is a show where we talk about the LGBTQ activists and allies fighting for a more inclusive future in the Boy Scouts of America. I'm your host, Mike DeSocio. I'm an independent journalist and Eagle Scout. In today's episode, I talked to Pascal Tessier. Pascal was a scout from the DC area who became what some call the first openly gay Eagle Scout in 2014, but we'll talk about whether that's really the case. Me and Pascal talked about his brief but really impactful time as an activist and what he makes of his experience now. I'm super excited for this conversation, but before we jump in, I just want to say this is a very small taste of Pascal's story, which I tell in much more detail in my book. You can pre-order it now at morallystraightbook.com and you'll get it in your hands on June 4th. So thanks for listening and let's get into it. Hi Pascal, thanks so much for joining me today. Hi Mike, good to be talking with you again. Yeah, so I always like to start these conversations learning about how people got into scouting. So what was your first experience in the program and uh, what made you stick with it? Well, I started scouting at a very young age. Um, my, I have an older brother by four years who started at you know the absolute youngest um, in Cub Scouts, and um, I would when I was um, I would go along with him on um, any weekend trips along with my parents instead of going to, like staying at um, a grandparents or daycare. I would just go along with the trips. So it started very very early before I could even remember. Um, and then once I was old enough, I also joined the Cub Scouts at the youngest age, which I think is like six or seven or so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what was it that you liked about it that you decided to continue on? I really loved getting to like meet new people who I wasn't necessarily in school with or, or like having a space. And like some folks I uh, in the group, I was also in school or in the pack, I guess uh, I was in school with, but you, it was, we were able to interact in a different way. Um, it was kind of like recess time, but in a different environment. Um, and also like getting to go out on the trips was really wonderful. And there was like this knowledge of like, oh, if I continue doing this, um, it'll like, I'll get to do longer trips and more experiences and I'll get even more knowledge. Uh, so it was like kind of a half and half of like this is fun now getting to hang out with friends and like i'm curious to see what i'll learn along the way yeah sure um and i know you also kind of came out as gay at a pretty young age um can you tell me about how you came to understand that about yourself and what it was like sharing that with the people in your life again my older brother um he came out before i did uh, naturally and so i got to see what his experience was like in terms of like um getting to see like that my parents were really receptive and accepting and that so were his friends in school and, and including um the the pack and the troop that we were with uh, so i i got to feel more comfortable with the idea um and in terms of like how it was just like a very gradual discovery over time there was somebody at school that i was that we ha had we had interactions with we were attracted to each other and we started dating um and that was kind of what my coming out experience of being was just like i started dating this person and ma made it be known to like friends and family um before i had like the confidence to have the conversations with my parents they actually saw a post on facebook of a friend of a friend 
um, that I was in this relationship. That, and then they like, you know, welcomed me home that day, like let me know that they had seen it. And it was like a very, um, in terms of like coming out experiences, like was very supportive and pretty um, calm in a sense of like, you know, you know, just like my parents being like, hey, we saw this today good to know do you want to talk about it and you know just having a nice little conversation it was very short it was honestly probably just like a few minutes and then it was like okay well news is shared let's move on with our day yeah yeah that sounds ideal we have that in common that um my older brother is also gay and he definitely like blazed the path and then by the time i came out it was like not a big deal at all um you know i'm curious you mentioned that the scouting environments were also pretty accepting so what was your troop like in that sense? Like, how did your peers, you know, react to the fact that you were gay? Yeah, so the ones that the people that I was like close with, they it was very much similar to how it was at school, where it was just like people would either sit, like just, you know, some people may have already known because they had their own like thoughts in the sense of like, oh, or suspicions in terms of um, what they thought my sexuality might have been. So some people were like, it was kind of funny to them in terms of like, okay, haha, good, I'm, I'm, um, I'm glad that like you feel comfortable sharing that. Um, other people didn't weren't really bothered or weren't really interested um, because like it was a rather large group. I think we had about a hundred scouts. So I, inherently, when you get that large, like I wasn't really friends with everybody there. Um, but it was kind of a an air of either acceptance or indifference. Um, like the people I knew and were close to were very excited for me and the people I did not know or was not close to, it didn't really bother me about it at all or, um, yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's pretty cool. And we should say for folks who don't know, you were growing up in DC, so maybe not surprising that it was a liberal environment generally, but you know, this was a little while ago in, in early 2010s, I would say. Right. So, um, I think it's pretty interesting that you had that level of acceptance even at that time. Yeah, I was very fortunate in that. Yeah, so you have this very smooth coming out that folks in your troop are accepting, but when did you realize that there might be an issue with the BSA's policy on gay members? Yeah, so I came out at about, I think it was, I was like 13, um, and at, at about a year later, I kind of, I forget who, what the specific situation was, but it while we were out on a trip, it became mentioned that there was a policy against gay membership in scouting on a national level. And I did not know that previously. I thought I didn't know there was any policy about um, gay membership. And when I learned that, I was kind of taken aback by that. Um, and as I was and I had like my eye on like wanting to stay in scouting for my high school experience because I had these friends that I had become very comfortable with and it's nice to have this kind of um support thing outside of school um and so i became kind of fearful of like okay maybe this will affect my my experience in scouting and even if it doesn't like this is a really unfortunate thing to have a policy about and i don't agree with it um and it was also around the time where like gay marriage was being debated as well so it felt very relevant to that conversation in terms of like what other areas can we address to um, encourage like encourage um, participation of like queer queer membership or um, queer folks. Yeah, I think it's so interesting that you went that long without knowing the policy because 
again, I had a similar experience. I didn't realize that there was a policy until after I became an Eagle Scout. And again, this was not that long ago. I became an Eagle Scout in 2011, which was about the same year that this kind of came back into the news. Um, but you know, you when you learned about it, you said you had this kind of discomfort with it. At what point did you decide to take action and get involved in some of the activism? Uh having conversations with my mom about it was really kind of what drew the action out. Um, started simple by just like writing letters and like my mom, mom took on some, um, like kind of took it on as a project of her own as well in terms of like talking to parents in our troop and learning that there was other people who were feeling similarly who wanted to advocate and I have like, steamrolled from there where like more people got interested and then we we all kind of had um wrote some letters and had held some protests and that kind of grabbed the attention of um someone from the associated press was interested in writing an article on like the two different perspectives on um on whether gay, gay people should be included in boy scouts um, and somehow I'm not, and I don't recall how it happened, but somehow these, this associated press journalists heard of my, myself and my mom's um, advocacy work in our like little local um, Boy Scout, what was the council um, and reached to us. Yeah. Can you give me a little more detail about what some of those actions looked like? You mentioned there were a couple of protests. What exactly did you do? Yeah, um, the two that I remember most uh, profoundly were like one right outside the council building, the uh, or the BSA council for that um, county. Um, we it was outside on a busy street. Um, we were holding signs. Um, we were in our uniforms, and there was about you know ten fifteen people there at any given time. Uh, and another protest we did was a few blocks down from my high school on another busy street right in the middle of Bethesda, Maryland. Um, similarly, like holding signs very visibly and wearing our uniforms for anybody who um, was part of, of scouting, but there are also some people from school who were there. Um, and, you know, they were, we weren't harassed in any way. It was all received very positively, which I feel very lucky for. Um, and yeah, it was mostly a visibility, like the protests were more about visibility and um, spreading awareness of like the, the issue um, being around at all. Because as I said, like I, I didn't know until very, re until very recently before starting that work um, that there had been a policy at all. So I wanted to make it known that um, it was an issue and that there was also a vote coming up soon in the, the National Organization of Scouting. Yeah, I want to talk about the vote in a minute. But before that, I'm curious, were you ever worried that your involvement in this activism could jeopardize your membership or your shot at becoming an Eagle Scout? Yeah, I, I absolutely was aware um, that because of uh, because being outspoken and also just by, ver by while my troop didn't necessarily care that I was gay, if the council would could take action if they chose to. Um, and so I knew that um making my presence known uh, at risk of like being kicked out though i very much had acceptance of like well like i'm okay with that if that's the price of like putting out more visibility of and like tr affecting change then like i'm okay with um, being 
you know, scouting. I've had like, it's been a wonderful experience, but also like, I want to stand up for this thing I believe in. Um, and ultimately the, the, the social issue was more important to me than attaining my eagle. If that was the route it was going to go, I would have been okay with it. It still would have been upset, but I accepted it early on. Yeah, that makes sense. And, um, you mentioned the vote was, was coming up pretty soon and there was a potential that the policy would change and that you could kind of continue on without issue. Um, I know that you and your mom actually went down to Dallas in May of 2013 to kind of meet up with the scouts for a quality crew and watch the vote take place essentially. Can you take me to that moment? What was it like being down there? Absolutely. Uh, going down to Texas was a pretty unique and like surreal experience. It kind of happened pretty quickly. Um, but we flew down there, we got to meet in person, these people we had been working with, um, online, essentially, um, exchanging emails and like, um, uh, scout scouting for equality and change.org were the main people, um, that I remember working with. And, um, it was nice to meet those folks in per person and we all were in a room, um, I forget where specifically we were, but it was essentially a press conference where um, we were all gathered to, you know, talk about the um, decision beforehand and react to whatever, how, whichever way the vote went. And so kind of had to like prepare myself in terms of like, all right, there's, you know, a few options here, either like, you know, the, the vote, um, you know, can go either direction or maybe it'll be caught in the middle somewhere. So I kind of had to prepare myself for all three options and like, um, I had taken time to like type out ahead, like a, a little mini speech um, for whatever might happen. And I remember being very, very anxious because um, it was going to be a big moment of public speaking, which was not something I was really um, excited for, I will say. <laughs> um, but it, if be able to, to be my voice to elevate a message I believed in. Um, and, and also I got to meet these like many wonderful folks who had been um, fighting to include gay membership and scouting for a long time. Um, David Knapp and um, was one of the uh, one of the few names I remember. Unfortunately, I don't remember all of them, but it was really nice to hear their stories in terms of like how they got started in scouting and then what their transition into adult leadership was like. And then um, the discovering that they were gay and how that went in terms of like, were they kicked out? Were they accepted? Was it kept under the table? Um, yeah. And then uh, when the vote happened, uh, it was a very emotional moment. And uh, I remember crying a lot and trying to also talk to, you know, reporters who are, have lots, naturally have lots of questions. Um, but overall, it was just like a big, very big, joyous moment. Um, of, of like uproar in the in the room and um, and then we kind of um, every and then you see everyone kind of rush into uh, um, interview mode and like, there's papers being shoveled around and, and questions being asked all around the room very much a buzz that you can, it's hard to hear what's happening because there's so many different conversations happening. So that vote happened in the spring of 2013 and it meant that the policy would change uh, in January of 2014. Um, I know just a couple of months later, uh, you became an Eagle Scout uh, and you earned that rank at a troop meeting in February. Um, can you paint that picture for us? I know it was a, a pretty big moment for you. Yeah. Um, so we met in our standard, at our, like, um, 
from the church where I had been attending um, our troop meetings for many, many years, um, though we did like uh, the ceremony in the chapel itself rather in like the all purpose. So the setting was very different, kind of fitting for like a ceremonial moment. There were some lovely speeches given by the scoutmaster, so assistant scoutmasters, um, some volunteers as well. Um, and there were um, two other um, uh, scouts getting their eagles alongside me, people I had grown up in, in going through scouting together with. So being able to share that moment, that was lovely. It was a very heartwarming moment of everyone just being like very teary-eyed and joyful that it was like, this achievement had been gotten and it was, it's also, you know, a story of success and also a story of like sadness because you know, your time with that troop is over um, in a sense of like, I'm not going to be going on these trips and coming to these meetings every week to see, hang out with my friends anymore. So it was definitely a bittersweet moment of like success. It's done. I can relax. And now I'm no longer going to be, um, I no longer have this community of people in my life in the same way. Um, you know, I'll still get to see these people, but it will not be um, with the same consistency in the same environment. Yeah, it is a little bittersweet. I remember feeling something similar. Um, you know, people after you were in the Eagle Scout rank called you the first openly gay Eagle Scout. I think first are always a little bit tricky. You know, as you mentioned, your brother was gay. He also became an Eagle Scout. So maybe we're splitting hairs, but... I mean, what do you make of that, that your Eagle Scout rank kind of represented something bigger? It feels false to be called be called, be called that because, because, like you said, there are so many other people who are gay and have achieved Eagles or, or chose not to or got kicked out. Like, I think Ryan Grayson is a great example of, like, somebody who, like, fully deserved his Eagle Scout but was kicked out before that would um, was even a possibility. And that there's, you know, hundreds of stories like that, many, you know, I, I will never know. Um, so it, it feels, um, uh, I'm, I keep struggling for like the word that I'm looking for, but it's, it's okay. It, um, it's a moment of like, I something that I can feel proud of and very joyous of. It's also like, a, I was in the right place at the right time that like my voice was elevated by so many other people's work that I was really just like kind of a face um, at like a very, very pivotal point. And I feel very, honored that I was able to be a part of that. Yeah, I remember something I think you and your mom both said when I when I previously talked to you was that it wasn't like you were, you know, spending years plotting and timing it to become the first or anything like that. It just kind of worked out like that. And, you know, all these other forces were happening. And then, like you said, it just so happened that you were in your Eagle Scout a couple months later. So I understand what you mean about it being kind of a a strange situation to be in. Um, well, Pascal, this has been um, really fun. Is there anything else that you want to mention before we wrap up? Um, not that I can think of aside from just like really wanting to stress that like my, I was really just like a small part in what was like this culminative experience of like all these different organizations and many people's stories who had been working on the issue for many, many, many years before I even came into the picture. Um, so again, it's just, it, I always have mixed feelings about, about it all looking back because it's just a surreal experience that happened in just like a very small year, year and a half of my life, right? Like junior and senior year of high school. Um, so it's all kind of a blur still. And it's like, uh, again, very honored to be able to be a part of such like a 
big moment. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Pascal, thanks so much for taking the time to talk to me today. Thanks for having me, Mike. Good to see you again. Thanks for listening to the Morally Straight podcast. If you'd like to learn more about this story, you can check out the Morally Straight newsletter over on Substack and subscribe for free to receive new content every Friday. You can also pre-order my book at morallystraightbook.com. And if you like the podcast, do me a favor and share it with a friend who might like it too. See you next time. Thank you.